You're listening to the We Are Seek and Strike podcast, the official podcast of Seek and Strike Collective, powered by Doral Motors and Roadrunner Law Firm. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris. Welcome back to the Hive, everybody. My name, of course, is Seth Benoff, and we are back again around the table here at Roadrunner Law Firm, and Josh has got his ringer on, apparently. That's a... Way to ruin the intro, Josh. Hey, man. That's why we record live, just for the good hijinks. All right. So, I, Josh, I mean, why? Like, 17 weeks into this, we've done pretty darn good at these intros so far without cell phones. Tonight. Why tonight? Sorry. <laughs> Nothing is working for me right now. Nerves. Nerves? Nerves. Oh, why are you nervous, man? Uh, like I said, I have some people listening in that I don't want to fail, and that, apparently that didn't work very well. So, <laughs> so if you're Josh's uh, friends or family listening in, please you know forgive him. He he does know what he's doing, and you know, we trust Josh you know, <laughs> with with the shows. Look, at, I was sweating. Do you see that? Look at that. There's sweat. <laughs> it's he's, about 65 degrees in here too. So I don't know you're how glistening, you're man. Huh? You're glistening. Right? Yeah. So all take, right. Take us in, Seth. Take us in. <laughs> so we are going to j- jump into tonight's show. Of course, uh, we've got it's a little bit of housekeeping to get through first. Um, first, the song you guys heard at the top of the show, that was, of course, the song Humor Me by the band California Redemption. If you enjoyed that and you want to check out more of their music, you can find them on Bandcamp. That is California with a K. And as always, our show is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors. Josh already shouted them out once tonight, Roadrunner Law Firm and Durrell Motors. And for those of you listening live, you guys know, of course, you can be a part of the show by sending us your questions uh, to our text line at 505-377-8706. We've got so much to get to on the show tonight. You're going to get our thoughts on the Los Dos match. I know we've all seen social media and everything about what happened Saturday night. We're going to look ahead to our trip to San Antonio. We're going to talk about the Campeones Cup and how, the, how VAR affected that match, both good and bad. We're also going to check in on our EPL clubs, our fantasy EPL clubs. I know, Chris, yours was not looking good earlier. Oh, were you trolling me? I, I was watching your... I was watching... I, man... You had nine Ooh. points going in today, but we'll get into that. Oh, we'll get you, into you were that. watching my stats, weren't you? I was watching everybody in that league. Okay, okay. But uh, you, you guys have heard everyone uh, so far. Everyone's kind of chimed in a little bit. We're, let's go around the table. Let's say hello, Josh. Other than your uh, technical issues, how are you this week? <laughs> how's, your, how's your football team doing? Yeah, Josh. My, my football team's done, unfortunately. They're done? Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I, I had a decent weekend. Uh, uh, Chris knows a little backstory, but we won't share on air. We what well, what happened? Um, but no, I, it was pretty cool because I was at a, uh, I was at a Dion's drive-through, and uh, anybody that follows me on social media knows that uh, that made my day. Uh, I handed the guy my debit card for paying. He goes, "Oh, you're Josh Carrillo. You're from the Lowell Hockey Network." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I am." And he goes, "Oh, dude, you and Adam do such a great job at commentating, and uh, it's really cool that uh, you know I got to meet you. It's an honor to meet you. I'm a big fan of Lowell Hockey and of the network, so." To know that I'm kind of a celebrity, yeah, kind of makes me feel a little bit better. That's always yeah, cool. it's always good. It boosts yeah. your morale knowing that you're doing something good. I told him to follow us here at Seek Strike. I told him to follow other things that I do, but yeah, man, it's good. It's always that's, good. that's what made yeah. my weekend. And then you know, hanging out with you guys at the United game, you know, yeah. that was always fun. Yeah, so. you and I sat up in the box Saturday yep. night, and we got a had a pretty good view of some of the stuff that was going on. Chris, you were there as well. I know you were up in the box for a little while, then you were down in your seat. I mean, how was your weekend outside of the match? I don't know. Man, my weekend was good. You know, I took on the, uh, went to the Lobos, the women's Lobo soccer match over at the UNM soccer complex. So that was uh, a great time. It was hot, definitely blistering. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to getting a little shade from that soon. 
And, uh, of course, I had a, uh, a Yaffle Tackle football game early in the morning that I was a coach for. So um, we won 39-6. Wow. Is there a mercy rule in, in Yaffle? Uh, the clock started running after you scored 36 points on the, on the other team. So, okay. But I, do, I will tell you that I, I did make a joke like, man, you know, they ought to just let this clock run and then apply it on the back end like stoppage time. Yeah. You know, that just tells me I'm so into soccer. <laughs> but I will, let, me, let, me, let me throw one more thing out there. So Josh is like a little celebrity lady. So if you're looking for a very quality guy. Tonight on Dateline. Right? You know, like, you know, they got this thing called It's Just Lunch, right? This like this service. Like you can do like a lunch date. You get like three lunch dates. I'm, we, this will just be It's Just Seek and Strike with Josh. And you could just go on three sports-driven dates with Josh to different things. Like his football you can see him coach in action, so you can see how he is with kids. Oh uh, you can go to soccer, so you can see how he is with listening, because communication is important, ladies. And then you can see him at baseball, when you can see him just super passionate about something. And then that'll give you a good a good idea on who Josh is who as a person. Who are you? I'm your wingman. <laughs> well, unfortunately, this is not. At least she's laughing. <laughs> at least she's laughing. This is not the dating game for those of you just joining us. You know, Josh, we do wish you well in your love life. You know, I'm trying. You know. I'm trying to help you, bro. I'm trying. But yeah, you know. Let, let's, okay, off topic with me. Go to someone else. <laughs> Chris, you kind of buried the lead a little bit there. You mentioned Lobo women's soccer. You put it out on, on Instagram the other day, and I believe you put it on Twitter. We are going to start covering Lobo women's soccer. That's right. We do have a new member of the team. She's not here with us tonight. What can you tell us about the covered women's soccer? So, uh, you know, they only got seven matches at home this year. Um, Eleven of them are on the road, with six of them being Mountain West Conference related. Uh, so they have another ex- exhibition match, which is Wednesday evening at, at the uh, UNM Soccer Complex. It's at 7.30. It's free. Hopefully folks will come out and pile in, because we've seen 7,000 people in that complex yeah. recently, so there's no reason why they can't. Their schedules don't conflict with United. So definitely a reason to go and check out some local uh, soccer and, of course, support the ladies. Who, who is going to be covering the Cub for us? So, I know you wrote up, did a write-up the other day, but right, right. You, we did bring on a new member of the, of the team. That's right. We got uh, Adriana uh, Cortina. And I may not be saying that as authentic as Alicia <laughs> could say. Could you say her name for us? Um, Adriana Cortina. Okay. So there you go. You've heard it from the source. So she's going to be also there as a writer. She'll be doing the translation as well. And so I'm really looking to kind of boost her in asking questions after matches and getting her that full experience. So oh, Very cool. Like I said, again, she's not here with us tonight, but we hope to have her here. She may be studio. here next week next in week? my place. All right. In yes. your place. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, hey, anything? We, anytime we get a break from Chris, you know, no, uh, more, no more dating game promos, I think we'll, we'll be all right. Or the I'll, bad jokes. I'll, yes. be, I'll, be calling, I'll be calling in from the LAFC match. But uh She'll be here in the presence. All right. Well, we can't wait to have her in. And, of course, you know, welcome to the team, uh, to her as well. And, Alicia, how was your weekend? I know you were out of the match. Yes. What would you do outside of that? Because we're going to get into our thoughts on the match here in just a few minutes. I didn't really do anything, you know, just babysitting at home, my nephew and my niece, and just being at home and getting ready for school to start. Yeah. yeah. Any other soccer this weekend? Uh, I did watch the Atlanta United match with yes. um, America. <laughs> And I also watched the Super Cup with Liverpool and Chelsea. That was a good match. They were both good matches. Yes. And we're going to talk Campeones Cup here in a little while. You know, a lot of good things came out of that. And I think, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot lot to get to tonight. So let's just jump right into it. I mean, two nights ago, we were all out at the lab. 2-2 draw. 
with Los Dos. And I think the biggest thing, I, I mean, the biggest thing that I've seen across social media, and we talked about it a little bit before the show started, the sod. I mean, we'll, when we're going to get into the scores and all that kind of stuff, but I think this is the biggest thing because we saw we saw it cause issues for both clubs um, on the south end of the, of the pitch. You know, I I saw a rumor. I don't know if this is true or not that they're experimenting with a new sod that could potentially last more than one game. So, I mean, Josh, you and I were talking about it in the box. Josh called it right before the right before Lopez the. The keeper for Los Dos slipped. You called it. You said it's going to happen. I did. I, I, we were out there, and he was just – I knew something was going to happen because I, I seen him fixing the divots in it. Yeah. And I said, he's placing that ball right in the middle where that bad part of the pitch is. And I said, this dude's going to eat it. He's going to slip. What happened? He put the yeah. ball down. He kicked. Feet came out from underneath him, landed right on his back. And I was just – I was laughing. But, yeah. you know <laughs> – um, <laughs> It, it could be dangerous, and as I was telling you guys before the show, my uncle lives out in L.A., and he was at the radio station, and Los Dos did nothing but complain about the, the condition of the pitch and how it was dangerous, and guys were slipping out there, and even our own guys were slipping towards the third baseline. There was something out there that yeah, just there. wasn't a good condition. Third baseline, shortstop, yep. and then we saw Devin right in the mm-hmm. middle of the pitch over near first base. He slipped on a, on a what could have been a possible shot on yep. goal. I we for all of you guys we've seen the pitch not look great you know with this color sod you know hasn't necessarily always been green but we've never seen this type of performance on the sod is this something to take away do you think maybe the club was trying something new do we think it was an issue with the sod we've been using did it not i don't know what do we think man you want to take that first uh sure yeah no i think it, the pitch is very important when it comes to, you know, a lot of players can get easily hurt with that. And it's bad because you don't know if it's going to be the other team, you know if it's going to be us. And it could be just a minor in- injury, like a sprained ankle. It could leave you out of a game for, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe days. But mm-hmm. it's it's just, I don't think they should be experimenting. I believe the pitch at the end of the season was so much better than it is right now. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I sat kind of like eye level at at the pitch, and it was just there were just chunks, man. It was like someone went out there like and played golf before, and they just wrecked it. And played golf I, with a two by four. Yeah, it was just it was crazy. I mean, you know, normally the only time you're you're really seeing someone slip is when the when the pitch is wet or something like that. But mm-hmm. that was just crazy. It was like you know, okay, someone's gonna step in a hole, you know, and and then they're gonna you know twist their ankle or something. So. I'm surprised that field management didn't, you know, do something about that, whether they had to, like, kind of delay the start of the match or something, or I'm sure it had to be like this earlier in the day. They had to know. Mm -hmm. It couldn't have just been like, oh, just not going to really worry about it. Well, watching the warm-ups, I didn't necessarily see anybody slipping. Me neither. It was really once the match got going, and we saw it, like I mentioned several times, you know, third baseline, over near shortstop, I and mean, we saw you know Santi slip over there, and normally mm-hmm. very short-footed. You know, we saw Dev, like I said, m- mentioned um, he slipped going into the in the box. Mm-hmm. You know, what could have been a, a possible shot on goal for us. Uh, I mean, I don't know. He said, I don't. I, if they are experimenting, that was not a good, necessarily a good time for it. No, it wasn't. 
Um, and then at halftime, seeing uh, Coach Troy actually fixing the grass too. Like, come on, it's n- no, it's really not. I mean, I don't know necessarily who would be doing that in the middle of the, during the match if there is an issue. But I mean, you could see players from both sides trying to you know, tamp down the divots that were up and trying to make it you know, more. But it, it is, it is a player safety issue. We certainly don't want to see anyone get hurt. You know, especially those you know poor little those those guys who thought you know they got injured when a breeze hit them in the second half. <laughs> you know, so I mean, between between the breezes, uh, I mean, Los Dos definitely tried to sh- make everyone believe they had an injury. Do you think that the condition of our pitch this past night and Antonio's sandbox, where would you fare? the quality of our pitch against that? Like, would you say we're below them or are we above them? Like, who's better situation? I mean, it, it's so easy to turn an ankle either way. I mean, if you're if you're running in sand, you know, you don't have that solid base. If you've got sod coming up, again, you're going to, you have a very high possible probability you're going to turn an ankle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't necessarily think one was better than the other at any point. There, uh, you know, just looking at this past weekend, I mean, obviously our style has been better earlier in the season. So I, mean, I definitely, I don't want to see a replay of this. I, I don't want to see that happening again. Like, again, maybe it's a different sod. Maybe it's just that it didn't take. Maybe, who knows? You know, without you know us really getting into it and you know getting information from the club, it's kind of hard for us to know what exactly the issue was. But you know, we talked to Troy after the match. And Troy said, even with the field conditions the way that they were, we were up uh, up a man for almost 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. We should have had, you're up a man that long, you have to come away with three points. And we well, we were even up two men at some point. Oh, when... Uh, the injury? Oh, yeah. When Kamara went off with his quote-unquote injury. Right. Yeah. And he came running back on. And yeah, no, again, it's, I mentioned it, a stiff breeze hit these guys in the second half. You know, for the last 15, 20 minutes of actual of real time, you know, it, it took them quite a while to get going. I mean, it, it was a hard night. A record crowd. We went down early, not something that typically happens to us here at the lab. You know, we did get the equalizer. Uh, you know, B's got the goal there on the 25th. Came back out, went behind again on a, on a penalty. I mean, I thought that was just a ridiculous yeah, it, call. Yeah, it was. I, I didn't think it was a penalty from where I sat. Mm-mm. And then you know, minutes later, we get a penalty at the other end, and that was and well before um, we missed the one. We missed one before it. You know, uh, Freighter had or Bees had his shot mm-hmm. right off frame. Yeah, it was on frame, but it went it right at the keeper. Yeah, you know, not much you can do about that. There just wasn't a whole lot of movement on it. And then Kavan's Panenka. I mean, I. Honestly, one of the probably the worst Panenka I've ever seen taken, I mean, except for the ones that you know sail over the goal. But yeah, I just the between how softly he hit it and the condition of the sod, you could see it when it came down. It hit and it just basically died. Yeah. There before the goal line, and somehow it managed to get in and Lope. I mean, Lopez nearly got back to it yeah. after going the wrong way. So, and then, I mean, we put so much pressure on Galaxy in the second half. But you, you know, we saw guys slipping. We saw shots being missed. And bees went off the crossbar. You know, 
what do we take away from this? Is it just a tough luck night? Is it, you know, did we get outplayed by a 10-man Los, Los Dos side? What do we think? Well, I mean, one of the things I was really looking at was the fact that we took so many shots. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was like being at a carnival and hitting the same clown like 10 times while there's like still like 10 other clowns to hit. The fact of the matter is that it just, it was like a shooting gallery, man. Like, it, it was crazy. And I just think that, why were we off so much? Why why did we, we miss so many shots? Being up a man was like being down a man. For You know what I mean? Like, essentially what you're saying, like that, to me, that was a crazy thing. Um, you know, last week we talked previews and I was like mentioning Efrain Alvarez. I don't even know if the guy played uh, in this match. No. But... Again, having they they still gave us a challenge. It was, it was just a crazy match. I, I kind of felt like we were going to be looking at okay, if we don't win this match, then we're going to start hearing more and more noise from you know the folks that are kind of watching this team. You know? you know, you bringing that up. There was a comment on Reddit on the New, Mex- uh, New Mexico United subreddit suggesting that maybe we don't bring Troy back next season. I mean. I don't think that's the answer. No. I really don't. No, no, like don't don't be that harsh on the team because Coach Troy he he knows what he's doing. He knows his strongest lineup, and he honestly he does change his lineup every single game. And you know that worries me because you know the key players. You know it in the back. You have to have um, Suggs, Schmidt, um, Tate, and either Samson or Padilla. And he's constantly switching it. And I feel like he should just stick to what he knows best. Yeah, uh, you know, you'll get no disagreement, I think, from any of us. I mean, the guys, the club has to go out and, and perform every single week. I mean, we, you're talking about the shots. 21 shots, 9 on target. How, how some of those didn't go in, I don't really know. They created enough chances, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Troy talked about that, too. Like, we created a ton of chances. I think B's alone was credited with five chances created, but you know, only two shot, two goals. I mean, there is the there could be an argument we should have had a second, a third penalty. I'm sorry, you know, when Kevon went down, the referee said there was no content contact. Actually, gave Kevon a yellow for simulation. Now earlier in the day, I was at the coffee with Coach Troy, mm-hmm. and he was uh, spitting out a stat saying that. And every five chances we score a goal. So mm-hmm. I guess he was dead on about that one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that was talked about um, in the prior match as well, is that, you know, uh, that, that, that's something you know, we score about every five shots. You know, and that's been, that's one of the highest conversion rates in all of USL. So we're getting chances, we're getting our goals, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, we just couldn't we break finish. down, you know, we can't, we, have, we weren't able to finish, especially Saturday night against Galaxy. Yeah. And it's hard as a fan to watch that, you know. And you know, we had the texter last week, or a few questions last, or a few folks texting last week about about Devin. Yeah. I mean, I thought Devin didn't have the best night. No, and I believe that Devin. I think he comes better off as a super sub, mm-hmm. and I feel like when uh, Troy did that earlier in the season with starting off. Um, like Williams, for example, and then later putting in Devin, 
it was the game changed and that's how you know the team was connecting better and now that Devin's starting I feel like that's slowly starting to fall down again yeah I think that's a good point to make Dev to me seem, like you said does seem to have a more of an impact when he comes on like that mm-hmm. because of his ability to hold up play and you know, Josh we were talking about it to someone I think it was in the box or just after mm-hmm. but you've got a big body like that like Devin does that big frame you've got to do something with it it was actually Egan that told us uh, he was saying that if you're going to be it's kind of like basketball yeah you're the, you're the center you know Devin's a big guy he's he's You've got to use that muscle to push people out of the way, clear the way. Because we talked about he's not a striker. He's mm-hmm. not fast. He's there to be a presence. Like Chris was saying last week, he's there to be a presence. Be that presence. Mm-hmm. Knock somebody away. Knock them on their butt. Like, come on, box out. You know, basketball terms. Box out. Like, get them out of the way. You're, you're big enough. No one's going to mess with you. Mm-mm. And you're going up against defenders that are 60 pounds lighter than you are. You should have no problem getting that ball where it needs to be. Yeah, one thing I want to ask you guys is, especially in the second half, we had a lot of corner opportunities. But it seemed to me we had a lot of low-driving shots that weren't necessarily to anybody. I know, you know Chris is our, is our corner specialist. He <laughs> typically has very good delivery on his balls. Now, I know that we've talked about it, and Troy's talked about it. There are some, they do design some where they do have those low-driving balls. But the ones that we were hitting Saturday night just didn't seem to find their mark. Could that have made an, a difference in the outcome of the match? Had we had be- a little bit better delivery on those? Maybe place them a little bit higher or closer to the goal? Or maybe play, or maybe even play short and then get a cross in from, you know, say, Auntie or someone over there. What do you guys think? Um, from the other matches that I've seen, like uh, from Minnesota United, when they took the corner and then they passed it to Santi and Santi shot it and it went in. That's something that we should start doing more and playing short to Santi because we know when Santi has the ball at his feet, he can get through defenders like nothing. Mm-hmm. So if we play short or he can either cross it or get through them, there's more opportunities there that aren't being made in order to score. Because if you look at our team, they're, they're pretty short guys. And if you just send it in the air and then there's a defender from the other team that's tall, I mean, it's, you're literally going to achieve nothing with yeah. that. Yeah, we've talked about the height before. It's, mm-hmm. it's been an issue for us all season. But I think that, along with the, with the defensive change that Los Dos made at halftime, they brought in two defenders. They went to a 4-4-1 coming out in the second half. And we just couldn't seem to break it down, despite how much pressure we're putting on it. Is, do we see even more of this going forward with clubs basically trying to bunker against us? Trying to prevent us from getting the balls into Santi, into the box, for guys like you know, for guys like Bees or Kev. I think that. Uh, I mean, we know that we know the clubs are going to contain a mark, um, Mark Santi and Mark Bees and Kev. We know that. Uh, honestly, in this match, I thought that we were going to see Madden's first first goal. Uh, he had a nice one that he slung out uh, towards towards the goal, and. Uh, it just felt like in this match we were going to see someone else come up because of the fact of how many chances were being created, mm-hmm. whether that be Madden or whether that was going to be Tete or, or whoever that might have been. Um, I think that we definitely are going to have to be more creative when it comes to like how to get the ball in. And, and something I was saying last week and, and even... 
when I had talked to Salim Mohammed um, last week was, you know, what are they? What's the aim? What are they looking for? I mean, they got three guys that obviously have the most chances created, and those are also the three top scorers. You know, and he says that there has to be a balance. You know, they obviously want, you know, those three guys to still create chances. You know, being up there as well for each other, but. You know, they're hoping to see more chances come out the mid as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to kind of take some of the pressure off of them or to also kind of make teams have to be a little bit more honest in how they prepare uh, for United because essentially they're just more, you know, teams are more focused on what they need to put on their back line than what they need to do in the middle third. So, Well, speaking of goals coming out of that middle third, the first goal from Bees, Kavan, Mr. Freight Train, Went through three Galaxy defenders. <laughs> <laughs> you know, managed to stay on his feet until Adam Saldana got a hold of him there at the end. And he was able to play the ball off, fortunately. You know, it ended up being an easy goal for Bees mm-hmm. to put in. I mean, we can't ask for much more than that. I mean, how many more guys does Kevon have to go through <laughs> in order to, you know, to create chances? I mean, I think mm-hmm. that was just a fantastic play. And I think, Josh, you said it made ESPN. Yeah, so I was uh, I rewatched the game and then I also was watching SPN that night and uh, they had they they just have like a quick you know like when NHL season's on they just do a quick like five yeah. ten minute segment. Well, they they uh, they did it and it was Kevon Frader and the guy that was talking was like this dude was like a, a football player just running over people and getting his jersey pulled on and even the announcer said it on ESPN Plus that Kevon was just too fast and that's yeah. why they. Uh, pulled his jersey and he got knocked down because yeah. he's just so big and they had no choice but to do that. Yeah, if United had not scored that goal there, that would have been a, a red card on Saldana. Yeah, oh yeah. Who, I mean, he eventually he did get sent off again like 20 minutes later, but yeah, just you have to give credit, a lot of credit to Gavon for the play that he made there and to just the effort involved to be able to pull that many def- that much attention to himself and then make and open up the rest of the pitch for the other guys. You know, it, it was just, I think to me that was the highlight of the match. I mean, I, you know, would you guys disagree? you think there's something else that should be the highlight? Or? No, I think that run by Kev was, was great. You know, they were tugging and pulling at his jersey, and he did not let that get the best of him until the end when he did fall and complain about it. Yeah. But he gave the ball to Santi. Santi assisted it to Lehan, and, you know, it was a goal for us, and if... I think that's just hustle for them, and that was an amazing run to see. And it was funny because um, where I was sitting, there was a uh, fan next to me, and he was like, is this rugby or soccer? And I'm like, I don't know. They're all over our guys. Yeah. I I will give Los Dos this. The Academy Award for Best Acting goes to Los Dos. Absolutely. No way to drain a clock away from us than rolling on the ground like pretending that you're hurt and I know that upset in the press conference we talked about it with the players yeah they said like oh you know it's part of the game it's gonna happen you could tell on Santi's face that he was just ticked off that oh yeah Los Dos did that because it took away even in the 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 six plus minutes that we got added on they did it in the like with three minutes to go that one Los Dos player goalie yeah was laying on the ground for at least two minutes then he had to walk around and you know I think a rule needs to be made about that. Well, kind of how the NFL does it. Well, they're supposed to card them if 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 they're if it's simulation. They're supposed to get carded. 
If the, if the keeper is taking too long on a goal kick or you know, resetting off on a free kick, they're supposed to get carded. Now, mm-hmm. right around the 80th, you can see Lopez, he was just nonchalantly walking across the pitch, getting a ball, and going back, getting water. I've seen cards come out in 10, 15 seconds yeah. in, in other matches. But this guy was walking around for a good minute, almost a minute and a half, mm-hmm. before he finally played the ball, and the referee didn't give him any sort of a warning. Nope. Mm-mm. I mean, that should have warranted a yellow card. Yeah. And, he did, and he did it again a little while later, again, no card. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it's just, yeah, like you said, Santi was just super frustrated. And as fans, too, like, we're sitting up in the box, you know, even, even for the folks in the stands going, what is going on? You know, why is the ref allowing this to continue? And I think it just goes to show just how poor, again, another example of how poor the refereeing is in the USL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really poor because if you take a look at the match we had against uh, FC Dallas back at the Open Cup, Cody got carded for wasting time. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And, you know, it's in those last moments with it's like the 80th 85th minute where every second counts because mm-hmm. with this game you never know what can happen you can be down i've seen teams be down five nil and they ended up winning six five like you never know what can happen and i feel like just this time wasting is so unnecessary well let me ask you guys this so record crowd 15 247 new you know new record for for the club mm-hmm. Seeing a match like this, do you think it affects fan turnout the next home match? Mm. Because of the fact, simply because of the fact that we didn't come away with a win. When, if you ask pretty much anybody, we should have had the win. Mm-hmm. Right. Does I mean does it have an effect? It can and can't. Seeing how other fans like, oh, they didn't win. I'm not going to the next game. I don't like them anymore, and this and that. And I don't not. I don't like fans like that. But if you see how the game was going and see how they're playing and then even the atmosphere with the fans, it's such a great experience just to even be there regardless of the results that night. So I feel like for the next match, it should be better, you know, because we have to also take in fact the results that are going to be going in um, this week for in a way. If they lose, maybe that can go back down to a crowd of, 13,000 again, but you know, it's still such good numbers for us. Yeah, yeah it really is. So, I think that's going to do it for this part, you know, for our Dural Motors revved up recap. You know, we've talked about Los Dos. Let's look forward. We've got San Antonio next weekend. San Antonio, another club that is in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, this one is on the road. Is for, I mean, are any of us going? I'm, I'm not going to make it, but Chris, are you going down? I will be in San Antonio on Saturday. Yeah, you gotta hit up Harry. Gotta hit up Harry. Uh, you, know, you gotta hit up Dicks, man. The restaurant, you sick-minded f- fool. I, I don't. What? I don't know what Dicks is. What's so he talking about? I've never been to Dicks before. What is it? The sports the sports store, right? No. What is that? All right. So it's on the it's on the Riverwalk. You gotta go. Okay. Okay. Because this is your kind of people, Chris. Not be- oh my gosh! My, <laughs> my kind of people, uh, man. We're gonna geez. get we're gonna get into that, but <laughs> all right. So it's rude. They're people that are rude. Okay. Rude. <laughs> now I'm so, rude. Wow. Dix is a restaurant <laughs> okay. where they are absolutely rude uh, to you throughout the whole time you're there, and it's done on purpose. Okay. Okay. And it's also a sports bar. Oh, I've heard about. They this. have one in Vegas. And they have one in San Antonio. They have one in LA. Like it's yeah. just. 
the environment, like the waiter will come up to you, ask for a straw, he'll get his whole group of straws and throw them at you. They'll put little things on your head, that like paper, yeah. and it has little sayings. Like when I went to San Antonio, yeah, and they wrote on mine the Mexican donkey. Like it's meant to be. Oh, mean. you were the borough. I was. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, and like it's things like that. Like you got to check it out. Okay. That sounds interesting. I mean, if I can yeah. get down there, I'd definitely go. It yeah, sounds like I mean, like I said, there's three of them. There's one in Vegas, one in San Antonio, one in L.A. So. I don't know. I'm I'm staying with Harry and, and his family. I'm kind of banking on the home-cooked meal, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to bring there me back go. some San Antonio Spurs stuff, right? Um, no, because who cares about the Spurs? This is a soccer podcast. What is with you and every other sport <laughs> coming up? Let's get back to the soccer. <laughs> San Antonio is 2-1-2 and two in their last five matches. Saturday night, they were up 2-0 to RGV and it ended up in a draw. 2-2. San Antonio is currently sitting below the playoff line. They're on 31 points. Uh, one behind uh, Timbers 2 and Locomotive for, for the 8th spot. You know, El Paso is still below the line based on uh, tiebreakers. But do you think that the RGV match has an impact on San Antonio when we come to town? Ooh. And maybe this is a question for Harry, too. Like, what does he think? What is, how does that, you know, you're up 2-0, you come and end up giving up a draw. That's got to hit your morale, especially when you're in such a tight playoff race. And having an own goal. Yeah. So I'll be doing a, I'm doing a Q&A with Harry right now. So he'll, I'll throw Right that. now, you're doing this during the middle of the show? Yeah. No, no. I'd, I sent them the questions earlier, but but I'll, I'll add that one in there. I had to ask something similar. So Harry basically writes for the San Antonio FC. He's a writer out there. So going out there, so we'll be doing Q&A, so I'll make sure that we get that question in there or answered in some, some uh, capacity. Um, but just to comment on it right now, I do think that that has a play on things. Um, because we know that they're in good form right now, especially what they're doing at home. And, you know, I mean, if you look at their last, you know, their last five matches, I mean, they do have like a better track record than we do. And as far as, you know, how they're pulling wins, I mean, of course. We're both 2-1 and 2 in the last five. Are they? Yeah, we're, we both are. Quality wins, though. So San Antonio beat Real Monarchs. Right. And they beat Reno. Which is... Oh, so we those beat, are both quality wins. We beat Sacramento and El Paso. El Paso at the time was a playoff was above the playoff cutoff. Right. So yeah, those are both quality wins for San Antonio. Yes, yeah, Real exactly. and Reno. However, they and, drew to RGV and okay. drew to Orange County. What were both, the, what were the score lines for those two wins that they had? Three uh, one uh, over Real and four okay. one over Reno. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah. We did lose to Reno the first time around. Nil nil to Orange County. Right. 2-2 two, two to RGV. Play, clubs have basically don't have a shot at the playoffs. What did we do against RGV the first time around? Did we also drew that match as well, didn't we? I zero, believe zero. so. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. It was, I'll, I'll pull that up. So. Yeah. It was nil-nil on that match. Um, and, I mean, you know, look, like, I mean, we played these, these teams earlier in, in the year when no team had form. Right? I mean, we surely didn't. We mm-hmm. had... A little bit of chemistry and a lot of bit of fun on the pitch, and they were just turning over wins. You know, good good fortune for the for the club. You know, now it's going to matter a bit more. Um, you know, RGV is you know obviously they're still 
there are still these teams that are willing to put up a win even if they don't have a shot at postseason. Well, that's not to say that they're not willing to put up a win. But, I mean, RGV, of course, I believe when we played them, they actually sat down. Or they, they received several players from Dynamo. From Dynamo. Right. So that had an impact on that match as well. I mean, for us to go, I mean, yes, you're right. We did go nil-nil with them. But, you know, their club was largely, at that time, or at least had you know, several players that were from the Dynamo. Right. And I don't believe that San Antonio went up against the same thing, and I'll double-check that here in just a second. But, I mean, really, it's going to be a toss-up. It's going to be close. We don't necessarily perform well on the road. San Antonio yeah, at home, they are 6-2-5 and five. Yeah. at home. So they played well at home at to- down there at Toyota Field. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like they have... I mean, they're going to get points, ultimately, is what I was going to say. But it's being said that it's hard to get points at Toyota Field. Mm-hmm. And you can see why. I mean, two losses, right? Five draws. Um, and our record, you can verify this, but our away record is 4-5-5, five, five, right? Yes. Okay, so it's like, obviously, I don't know what's going on with us right now. Do you know what I mean? But we've only gotten a couple points out of the last three matches. Mm-hmm. Um, is we know that we were in the press conference and Troy says that there's no um, repeated talks about postseason. They're taking it one match at a time. Uh, does that kind of concern anyone in the room that there's not a little bit of a theme of, hey, like postseason is near, let's kind of think about that? Or is it just like... What I don't doing? care who you are. You're talking playoffs in that locker room. Even when I was playing sports. Playoffs? What do you mean playoffs? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I took my line, sir. Uh, no. Um, but I don't care who you are. You're always talking playoffs in that locker room. I mean, we played high school sports. Mm-hmm. We were talking playoffs third, fourth week of the season. Yeah. Even and, during summer practice, yeah, you would talk about it. That, and Troy did say, you know, that was our goal at the beginning of the year. We wanted to make playoffs. But you know those guys are going, hey, every game now affects us in the playoff standing, especially how close the race is. And Troy said it perfectly in the press conference. He said, is it from third or from fourth to 13th? One loss, you can go from fourth to 13th place. Mm-hmm. Just like that, with how tight this race is. Yeah. And they're talking about it in the playoffs. I don't care who you are. They're sitting there going, guys, if we these ties are doing absolutely nothing for us. And you can tell Troy, you know, most teams would be happy with the draw. We have drew 10 times already. Mm-hmm. You know how many missed opportunities? That, that's almost 20 points if you add them all together that we could have if we won those games. And then what happened was, too, or was it 20 Miami? I got the added right, right. But we should have had that victory earlier. We had just had bad opportunities because he missed that wide open, wide open goal. We should have been up at least 4-2 in this game. No question. Let me, let me, ask, let me ask you something, Seth. So... Some of the banter on the internet is, oh, well, they had two more games than us. So here we are at a point of 24 matches. And this is an open question, I guess, if you want to jump in on it, either of you. Is, so we had two more matches than the majority of the, or the rest of the league, with exception, obviously, one other team. You know, how bad do those two extra matches hurt us now, considering that we really didn't turn any sort of an opportunity to get a distance from the rest of the table? I, 
we've, we've talked about, I think it does affect us, you know, because we put so much focus on Open Cup. Again, I don't think it's a bad thing for the club as far as exposure, but in terms of match fitness and preparation, I think it did affect us there. Um, I think you could arguably say we performed better in the second half than we did in the first half as far as our uh, defensive performances have been. We haven't, found, we haven't quite found the finishing that we need. We have to find a way to play in these close matches and come away with three points. So can we get back those two matches from, that were afforded in our regular season? Because like I said, we're playing, what, 34 matches total, correct? Mm-hmm. So can we get back those two matches that we I think that we've lost somewhere in the last 24? And what, what does that look like for us? What do you mean by getting them back? So currently we play 24 matches, mm-hmm. and this is two more matches than all clubs at the end when it's said and done. Okay? They're going to have 32 matches. We're going to have 34 matches. So how do we get those two matches back that it looks like we may have lost after the next 10 matches are over? Like, is there, like, can we get it back? Or have we lost those extra chances to be ahead in the table? And looking at the remainder of our schedule, um, I mean, Colorado, Orange County. Let me ask you, Seth, how many playoff teams do we have left on? Like, if you were to start the playoffs today, how many would be in the playoffs? I think it's two. OKC and, oh, three. OKC, Reno, and Phoenix. There you go. I think OKC. We have to win against those teams that are below the, the, the playoff line. Those are your wins right there. And then you need to get those wins against the three. The, the schedule is favorable for the United. You've got to win these games now from yeah. here on out. There is no, even a loss hurts you. We have to get results against the playoff teams. Draws do you nothing now. Yeah, it'd be good to draw maybe against the playoff. The teams that are in the playoffs to kind of hold them back from exceeding. But the teams that are below the playoff line, you've got to win no matter what. That's the situation. That's the scenario now. If you want at least a playoff spot, you're going to have to win those games. Yeah, looking at yeah, San Antonio, Orange County, Vegas, RGV. We play the entire bottom half of the, of the Western Conference coming up. So, Phoenix, I know we're not there yet, but I'd just love to hear like some of your even, early thoughts about it. Even nope. a draw against them would help us. but we ha- Yeah, against them we ha- and against Reno, we have to get results. Yep. We cannot lose those games. I mean, we can't lose any game, but those ones in particular, you cannot lose those yeah. games. And in these bottom feeders, definitely don't want to do that. Like, like I said, there's always one team that's out there to prove something. Even if they're not going to get in, they're still down to knock you out. I just hope we don't have the performance we did against Vegas when we were over there playing in their little casino. But it's just, it's now to the point where you have to put your head down, pedal to the metal, no more losses. No more. And silly, these little silly mistakes need to go away. Kevon getting a yellow card for doing something very silly. Something you could avoid it easily. You know, stuff like that. Because he gets, what, one more, Seth? And he's suspended again? One more. He'll, if uh, next yellow for Freighter, he will miss two matches. And see, that right there hurts. He needs to be on his best behavior mm-hmm. the next time. Yes, he's a very physical player. He's a very outspoken player. He, Me and Adam have heard him. On the pitch, when he gets upset, and that, that thick accent of his comes out, and he gets very upset. You need to cool it for the next couple of, couple of games because 
we need you, buddy. Like, we cannot lose Kevon Frader any of these games. No, absolutely can't. Do you have a, a report on carbon accumulation stuff by chance? Uh, I can pull it up. Uh, you mean like the, the rules or like who has what? Just who has what right now. Um, yeah, let me pull that up. So Freighter has 10. Um, Josh has five, but he had just served a suspension. So he has uh, three to go before he gets another suspension. Um, other than that, I think Ryan is uh, sitting on four. Um, so yeah, let me, let me just pull that up real quick. But, I mean, the majority of the club is looking okay as far as uh, yellow card accumulation. Uh, I mean, this point in, at this point in time, um, you're going to have guys sitting on cards. I mean, if you look through the discipline report on USL Championship website, uh, there's not a team that doesn't have at least one person you know, sitting on a possible suspension uh, for the next card. Uh, I feel like we need to create the impromptu good behavior award. So, is there anyone on our squad that has one or none when it comes to cards? Does anyone like just not have one? I think Kenny. Uh, Austin Goss Kenny, no cards. Nice. Um, I mean, so yeah. So Ryan's sitting on four. Juan Pablo's sitting on four. Next one for I believe both, next one for both of those guys are going to have suspension because I don't. I'd have to double check. To see if any of them have had, either of them have had five matches. I mean, Ryan, of course, doesn't necessarily play every week, so he's still sitting on the four. Um, so he has to play. He have to play without getting a card in order for one to be rescinded. Not just five matches goes by. Um, Santi served his suspension. He's still sitting on five. Josh served his. So they're both. Yeah, they're three away from another suspension. Kavan has one from a two-match suspension. Uh, yeah, yeah. Devin and Manny on three, and then. Whole bunch of guys with two or one, but mm. so I yeah now it's I mean Kavan right now is really the only one that I worry about Juan Pablo I mean he could take a yellow and then he we'd of course miss him for a match but we'd have we have got Tony we've got Salee that can come in uh, Ryan doesn't necessarily play a whole lot I mean, so yeah we're really not sitting in any sort of trouble other than Kavan mm. okay. I mean, looking at San Antonio, though, I mean, let's let, let's let's break them apart. I mean, they've got a couple guys that are really dangerous. Jack Barnby, of course, we talked about him the first time around, uh, being one of the players to watch. Seven goals and uh, what's he got on as far as assists goes? Two assists. He's definitely someone to look out for because he also creates chances. He's got forty-nine chances created on the season so far. Definitely someone um, that we need to watch out for from the San Antonio side. Um, Do they still got Frank Lopez? Yep. As far as I know, he's got 10 goals and 20 appearances for them. Uh, I haven't heard any news as far as him going anywhere or not being available. Uh, Yeah, 10 goals for him. I think he's also a leading shot taker, 47 shots. So you've got two guys there that definitely need to be contained. And that's going to, of course, we'll have Josh back. Um, So it's going to fall to those guys to kind of contain them. And then, of course, Matt Cardone. Keeper, you know, the fear of the beard. <laughs> so I, he's only allowed 33 goals on the season. He's a very solid keeper. Uh, can we can we beat him? I think we can, man. I think I think that that's one thing our club has on San Antonio is the the previous win, 
And I mean, they had Cardone jumping everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to our photographer, Adam Nish, for this photo he created that he took where it's Cardone standing in the, in the goal and he got all of the curse just swarming him from the backside. This thing was, it was so intimidating that they're in the back of his ear. Uh, I wonder kind of honestly is how many fans will travel? I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the curse will get some folks together. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see 100 to 200 folks travel. It's not necessarily that far to go, but I, at this point in the season, a lot of these guys have traveled to a lot of matches. Um, can they? You know, can folks keep doing it? We'll just have to wait. Let's have to see. I think we'll have a decent turnout. You know, probably not what we've seen to some of the others, but I think it'll be a decent amount of folks going. Nice. So. All right, let's go around the table. Let's hit our predictions. What do we think is going to happen this weekend at San Antonio? Uh, I'll say a win for us, 2-1. 2-1. Okay. Chris? That is me thinking right now about how many goals we're going to pile on top. So obviously you're thinking a win. It's a win. Okay. I'm going to say 3-0. 3-0. Right back for the good guys. Okay. And I did. I do want to comment that I did call last week's prediction on it being a draw. Now, it was a little bit more than I accounted for. <laughs> but. Yeah, you did get that. Josh, what do you think? <clears throat> um, you know, I can always say it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think this one's going to be. Uh, I, I can honestly say 1-0. 1-0? Mm-hmm. Us or us? Yeah. Us. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It's tough. Like we have to have these matches. We haven't necessarily performed as well as we needed to. Mm -hmm. We we are creating chances. We're looking better in the final, better in the final third. We haven't finished. It it's tough. Um, I, I want to say we walk out with three points. It's not going to be a pretty match. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard fought. Um, uh, 2-1. i got to go 2-1. How about pitch prediction? Do you think it's going to be Sandy that day? Yes. <laughs> yep. No question about it. Taking my beach toys with me. <laughs> Take them with you. you know, maybe you See and Harry can build a sand, you know, build a sand castle. It's better than you Vegas know. having the poker tables all over the place. Or the kiddie pools, right? Could that you know there could be worse places to play? Could be you know out in like Bethlehem or something. So just wait till the lights go MLS if they're going to go bigger on that. Yeah. All right. So before we go to our break, let's do let's jump into our EPL recap. Hey. So, Chris, well, your fantasy team, Seth. Let's talk. My it. fantasy team. We'll get to that here in just a minute. I know There's my fantasy team. Right I know my fantasy team. Yeah. Let's talk about his because his is the obvious one, right? The dark horse in the room. We. I mean, the Super Cup doesn't count. But yeah, it does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not, not towards our points. You, you need it to count. That was like a just. That was just a fun. I mean, who calls it the super cut? Like, uh, I mean, we, hey, we went up against Liverpool. Yeah. who's supposed to be one of the best in this league, or is supposed to be the best. We took in the penalty kicks. Like, yeah, I'm proud of that at least. Now, yesterday against, I don't even know how to pronounce their name correctly. Lester. Lester, yeah. I mean, I don't know what that was, a 1-1 draw, but yep. I'm on the board with one point. 
<laughs> One point. <laughs> Two weeks in, and Chelsea has a point. Who scored for you guys? You know? Okay. <laughs> I didn't watch the yesterday's game. Okay. So you finally got a point. Chris, you guys drew today with Wolverhampton. That's right. We did, man. Right. Martial got the, got the goal. Yeah. I was uh, I was over at my uh, at our at our spot at Toltec with the, with the crew and you uh, keep shouting them out. You better get some sponsorship or something. I'm trying, man. I'm working on it. Okay? <laughs> I'll tell you, they got a good beer called Hell's. It's the red the Red Devil Hell's, and it's okay. good. It's uh, good. I will say, uh, yeah. So I was over there, you know, and uh, um, one one. So of course, like you said, we got the we got the point before half, and then of course, then right as I'm going back to work. I get this text message, and we're tied. And I'm like, ah, so that's hard. But, you know, it's fine. We got four points, and we're still sitting pretty high on the table. Mama said you're the devil. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, you know, my club, Everton, 1-0 over Palace. I'm sorry, not Palace, over Watford. Um, (laughs) Over Watford, yeah. Who's that? I never even heard of that squad. (laughs) Never even heard of him? (laughs) 1-0, should have been 2-0. Moise King came on. Made his first appearance at Goodison had a fantastic showing in the mm. in the time that he did have. Um, you know, we could have we could have easily had two or three on him, but you know, I'll take it. We're going dating back to last season. The last thirteen matches, we've had ten clean sheets, including clean sheets against both Man U and Chelsea. And was the clean sheet like a nil-nil clean sheet? Because I no. feel like you like to use that keep using that word. You don't know what it it means. <laughs> Let's see. Against Chelsea, we won 2 0, and against Man U, we won 4 0. He looked this one up on the suck more than we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, two clean sheets to start the season. I'll take it. 0 0 doesn't matter. It's a clean sheet. You kept the other club off the. You picked they up both, a point. You both got a clean sheet. It's a shared shared victory in that column. It's still, clean sheets. You gave up more than we did. Clean so sheets mean <laughs> points. That's what matters. Yeah. We got to get Alicia a team because. Okay. I need her. Did you pick one yet? Like, did you? We need well, you to pick one. Considering she picked Man on City. FIFA 19, I do tend to play with Liverpool so often. Oh, <laughs> that's it. So you're going with Liverpool? I I guess I'll go with Liverpool for now. Uh, I just, for now. For I just, you're one of those players, huh? No, that picks because, the best team. No, 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 okay. no. Because I. Uh, because with the Super Cup, I was upset at first that they did not start off um, Firmino. And once they put him back in in the second half, it was such a different game for them. Like with him, with Firmino and Salah, they have such a good connection up there that it's unbeatable. Yeah. Liverpool 2-1 over Southampton this past weekend. They are currently top of the table. Six points. They're ahead on goal differential over Arsenal. Also with six points. Liverpool and Arsenal square off this weekend. What do you think is going to happen? I'm hoping for Liverpool to take a win, maybe 1-0. 1-0? It's going to be a close game. Yeah, well, it's going to be a good match to, to see. I, I think it's going to be – it's going to come down to the wire. Chris, you got Palace this weekend. Ooh. What do you think is going to happen there? I think it's going to be a uh, 3-1. 3-1. And I want to say this real quick, too, as I was thinking about this match that they played today. Uh, the old uh, gaffer put in Daniel James. Uh, so he got the start today, uh, which is I think was as obviously a nod from his performance in the first match, mm-hmm. with him scoring that goal as well. So that was cool to see him put the youth in. Um, so yeah, so three. It's a little early to be testing the youth, don't you think? Well, but his whole thing was to bring in some of the youth. I mean, that's what he did with Greenwood and with uh, 
with with uh, Daniel James here. So right. we got Norwich. In Norwich, yeah, they went. I believe they won three one this past weekend. Chelsea's currently sitting fifteenth, negative four goal differential with <laughs> one point on the season. Chris, what are we gonna do for the guy that gets the least points? Because we should have a small kind of we'll do some, drink, we'll, drink we'll, trophy. We'll figure out something. Yeah. Dang it! You guys gotta remind me to keep bringing the, <laughs> the, the apple, apple cider, cider vinegar for yeah. him. Gosh, so uh, Norwich. We're in, I mean, it's early in the season. This is like talking like if this is NHL and we're the like. Two games into the season. Like. This is like what you do, though. Every time you get a victory, uh, um, you're making a, what is it, like a mound out of a molehill? <laughs> I mean, anytime a you get a... mound out of a molehill. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's, I give us a... I'm going to give us a victory this weekend. What, what, what's Norway at? Uh, they're sitting on three points. Okay. <laughs> but who they play again? Uh, they played... Uh, let me pull that. If they play West Ham United, I mean... Let's see. This past week they played uh, Newcastle. Yes, yeah, give them oh. Newcastle. Mm. Let's go with a three-two us. Three-two. Okay. Felt, felt a little good there, huh? Wow. Yeah. Oh, you you watch a match now? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so so I think that the person who gets the least amount of points gets you want a, a can of ex novo. Is will that work for you? Is like a good trophy? With the least? How is that a punishment? It's, I mean, it's just one beer. You get one beer. The drink the person hates the le- or most, they have to drink it. Okay. So, I guess we can... I come- hate coffee, so if I finish last, <laughs> I'll drink coffee. Yeah, that works. Okay, that straight works. up, no cream, nothing. Just, just straight, straight black? That's okay. the way to do it. Straight black. Okay. Right. So that's my punishment. What would, what would be yours? Well, I mean, what's, what's the drink you hate the most? Well, I'm not going to finish with the least points but out of the four of us. Shut, shut up. Just <laughs> answer the question. Uh, the drink I hate the worst. Mm. I guess it's going to be like, what do I, oh, blue cheese. I'll drink blue cheese. I, even I really don't. Cheese. I don't really like it. So. I'll put it I, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one, so. Say eggnog. Eggnog? Oh, yeah. eggnog is good. Whoa. Yeah. I love Whoa. eggnog. I love eggnog. <laughs> eggnog's going to be out of season by the time it's I done, know. So. I'll say something. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, last but not least, Everton does have Aston Villa this weekend. Villa is sitting on zero points with a negative goal differential on the season. So, negative three goal differential. What are you going to do? They're like Iowa playing Southeast Missouri State. <laughs> That's what that game is. <laughs> I could easily see a 3-0 over Villa. Of course. Homer. I, I, I could easily see it. I mean, so, I, you know, I'll take it. 3-0. That's okay. what I'm going with. Okay. So that's, and then, of course, before, and we got one more quick thing before we go on break. Could, could you, are you collecting those predictions? Yeah. Okay. Keeping track of them. Okay. So, Fantasy Premier League, you invited oh, me to a league with Tyler Ortega. Yeah. And, and I do see you swimming underneath me there, so. I've only played, you've had two weeks, I've got one week. Yeah. I outscored you this week. Did you? I did. Let me pull up mine. Let me pull up mine. Yeah. Chris over here scored 32 points. I had 46. Yeah, you know that first week I had in a guy from Tottenham, and he was injured, and I, I couldn't change it. So I definitely suffered there. And you blew your triple captain this week. I sure did. Oh, you were watching that. Yeah, you were watching I that. I saw you blew your triple captain. That's early. <laughs> Are you paying attention? 
Yeah, I am. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's cool that he was watching though. Like he was, he was doing side by side. I'm watching all these. I'm watching all of them. I think I got a chance but you, at this. But you, you locked in. You locked in. You locked in. Yeah. So I'll take it. Forty six. I didn't. I didn't use my triple captain. I outscored him. So. Do you have a fantasy team? No, I don't. We can get you into Tyler's too, just so you can have something out there, and you need one as well. I won't follow it. Well, you're not following <laughs> the, the actual matches anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So what makes you do it? <laughs> follow them. It'll just be something. Dude, I'm already like in three football fantasy leagues. Like, there's no way I can even. I'll forget about one of them. It'll just be so that Seth can keep an eye on keep your fantasy. <laughs> Seth, you want to run it for me? Sure, why not? I'll do it. Yeah, he's giving the worst players. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for our first segment. We're gonna go take a break, and we'll be back after these words from Dural Motors. Motors is dedicated to providing the ultimate automobile buying experience. Dural Motors is your number one source for buying quality pre-owned vehicles. In addition, we offer a full array of financing options to meet your needs. Visit Dural Motors today at 6701 Lomas Boulevard, Northeast in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Or make the phone call to 505-907-9549. Or visit Dural Motors online at DuralMotorsNM.com. Welcome back to We Are Seek and Strike Podcast. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris. Thanks, Josh. We are back. And favorite show, favorite segment of, of each and every week, where we're going to our full-time fan Q&A, brought to you, of course, by Roadrunner Law Firm. Josh, you said you got some stuff queued up for us. Let's get it right into okay. it. They have been texting me all day long. It's been nonstop on this <laughs> Good. Phone. That's all nice. right. So, um, I mean, we'll, go, we'll take it back to Saturday. We had Egan texting us. Yeah. Um, again, he was um, he didn't text tonight so far, so he must no? be asleep or working. <laughs> um, but Saturday he was discussing um, uh, Devin Sandoval and how he needs to be a bigger presence in uh, where he's at. And I was reading uh, the New Mexico United group, and um, this is another from another person, anonymous. They didn't write down their name or anything like that, but they're very upset with Sandoval. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw it in the group as well. Someone posted yes. about Sandoval playing. And he's saying, guys, um, I'm sorry, but I think I said it last week. Frey, or Sandoval needs to come off the bench. I don't see him producing as much anymore. He looks like he's just not wanting to be there at times. I, I know he's a great guy. I know he puts in a lot of effort for this team. But honestly, I think he's doing more for us as a bench player. Um, coming off the bench and helping us out when someone's tired. I think it's time to give somebody else a shot at running that position. What do you guys think? Um, I know I saw this on the group as well. A couple fans are upset with Sandoval. What do you guys think? Um, Love the show. Please give me your insights on this. Well, I I think Alicia 
kind of hit it earlier, you know, maybe he does need to be that super sub. Yeah. Uh, it's hard, you know, and he is the hometown kid. You don't want to, you know, you can't necessarily, you know, throw him out there just because of that. But we talked about last week, he scuffed some shots. I mean, granted, all the guys have at some point, but Dev has more than, I think, more than anybody else. Um, you know, I hate to say it, you know, his, his touches Saturday night weren't great. He had some heavy touches, and he wasn't able to necessarily get, you know, get the hold-up play going that we needed. But I mean, maybe it is time. I mean, we talked about it last week. You know, Devin, or having Kev and Chris seems to be working. Maybe that's what we need to go to on a more regular basis. Yeah, no. It like I said earlier, it's him coming off the bench that's much better for the team. And with Chris and Kev on top, it does create a lot, chan- a lot of chances. And if you put Chris in the midfield, you kind of like lose him. You don't. Your eyes don't really. Your eyes don't really go to him as if he was a striker mm-hmm. in the, like in the past matches. <sighs> That's kind of a. I, I think like I think it's just interesting that week to week you get fans just so quick to kind of throw in the towel on the players. And, I mean, Seth, like, you kind of mentioned it last week. You said, if Dev made the shot, we would be talking about it. And, and of course, they're not discrediting Sandoval for all the goals that he did score at the top of the year. And he was being used the same in those matches, too. So it's not like the only thing that's obviously missing for these folks are, you know, the, the goals not happening, right, when he's up, up top, you know, I think that there are obvious matches that he needs to be in, you know, and, and, and perhaps that needs to be a question that we can somehow dial in to Troy is like, at what matches do you select Dev? Like, what, what are the looks and, and what goes into that sort of tactical strategy? And when are the times when it's better to pull him off the bench? And I'm imagining with teams that have fresh legs like that or, you know, or or last-minute changes that they have to do, that maybe there's more into it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily convinced that we just bench Sandoval because this is not basketball. It's not just like, okay, hey, your shot's been cold for four, four games now. We're just going to put you on the bench and maybe pull you off. I mean, this, this has a lot more to do with the opponent and what the size or speed is like. And, you know, I honestly have to say this, like, it's interesting that folks put so much attention on Sandoval. I mean, if we're being completely honest, like Samson had some instances where Kamara burned him. I mean, I watched Kamara burn two players, like, in a row to get a shot on goal. And Samson was the first one. And there were times where Samson was kind of playing high, and he paid for that. You know, Kamara had a lot more speed than him. Yeah. So, you know, we, we just, I think we have to keep it super honest and transparent, you know that some things are getting exposed in different matches, you know. All right, uh, next question. Um, and again, anonymous, just a random number here. Um, guys, if you if you please, I mean, I'd love to shout you out on the radio. So if you guys want to, please just uh, leave your name. Um, you don't have to give us your full name, just, you know, just the name. Next question is going to be, guys, uh, let's talk about Chris Weehan this weekend. Uh, Josh mentioned it a little earlier. He just looked off. 
Um, did I didn't get to watch the press conference live. Did Coach say anything about Chris? Um, missed opportunities. Um, just looked like he was off his game. What do you guys think? Well, so Chris was originally supposed to come up for the press conference, um, but that got changed uh, last minute. Uh, I hate, Troy didn't speak to to Chris's performance specifically. He just talked about the club as a whole. They have to convert chances. And he's he's pleased with the amount of chances that we're creating, and, and we talked about it earlier. We had 21 shots, nine on target, but we only converted two of them. We've seen matches where we've had, you know, six, seven shots converted, two or three, and walked away with a win. So I think that's basically what it comes down to. It, whoever's on the pitch has to convert the chances that we have. Doesn't matter who it is. I think it was kind of a bummer that Weehan didn't come up to the press conference because I honestly, I mean, he might have been so frustrated or maybe didn't want to face like the fact that, you know, that we were going to probably ask questions about the missed conversions. But those are the moments that I wish that the players could kind of come up and could just give us that raw rawness. I know we don't get that. I mean, obviously he was shielded one way or the other. But it's just kind of a bummer. I wish I would have. We could have heard more from Weehan himself about what his night was. Because if you saw the playback, I mean, obviously the guy looked frustrated. I mean, he's grabbing his hair. He's like, "I, what do I got to do to get this in?" Alicia, no, I don't. I don't really have anything. But it's probably was the frustration. You know, as a player myself, when you have such a tough game, you don't really want to talk to anybody afterwards. Even if it's just a simple question like, how did the game go? You're just like, leave me alone. Don't want to talk about it. What you heard is what you heard and just get it over with and look forward to the next match. Yeah, I mean, I played high school sports and, you know, uh, football was my sport. And I agree with Chris like and Alicia that I, I didn't want to talk to anybody. Um, we had to do many press conferences after games and I was forced to go sometimes and I just sat there and didn't really, they asked me, you know, how the game went and I said, I would put the blame on myself and I, I think that's what Chris would have done if he was there and if, if he was asked. He would have said, I think the loss was, I, I can speak for Chris saying, I, I think we would have lost. Or one, if I would have just put those goals in or if I would have just had the opportunities back again, I can make them different. And that's probably what you would have heard from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand as a player, it's the worst feeling in the world when you think that you let your team down with those missed opportunities. And even when he was after the game, when he was shaking hands with the fans, he didn't look as hyped up and like not not the we hand that we know where he's out there jumping out in the crowd. Yeah. He walked he walked over to the side like looking like he disappointed the fans. And I know the fans love him, but everybody has a bad game. Right. Hey, everybody. It doesn't matter who exactly. you are. You, and now it's gonna, we're going to see Weehan as a player, who he really is, coming back into San Antonio and how he acts from it. You never know. He can have a breakout game and get a hat trick now. You know, he needs that, I think, to get back. Because he had a great month so far. He's doing great. Yeah, he and is. he one bad game. Doesn't make who you are. Get back in there, Chris, and we can't wait to see you against San Antonio. All right. So, um, question. Um... This one's for you, Alicia. Uh, what's your Xbox or PlayStation handle? Would love to challenge you in a game of FIFA. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <laughs> I can't remember it right now, but I'll make Josh, sure. Josh, you can't be beating up on girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for FIFA 20. So. Yeah. Oh, I know. FIFA 20 looks amazing. Secret if Strike any, League. If anybody wants to challenge me, I'm get, I'm down for it. Um, I got a Xbox One. What do you got? I got a PlayStation 4. PS4. Yeah, you can find me at the. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll play it at your house. You can find me at Riddler Seven X. Um, that's my handle on PlayStation. I'm down to challenge anybody that wants to. Yeah. So find out what it is. Cause I gotta, will. Yeah. Because it's a new account and I can't remember. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right. Um, this one from uh, also anonymous question: Why don't you guys come kick it at tailgate? Why don't we come to kick at the tailgates? Who is this? <laughs> um, I know. I mean, realistically, for me, if it's a if it's a home match day, you know, I'm generally because of the timing of the matches. I'm usually at home uh, doing dinner and things with my wife and kids before heading down to the stadium. And then once I get there, head to the press box, you know, get set up, grab a bite if we've got some if we've got something there, um, and just get prepared. You know, match notes, uh, stat sheets. Um, just getting ready. Um, I'd love to, but I mean, this for me, this is not a full-time job. Not I, none of us are getting paid for this. Um, so for me, you know, weekends are important to be with my wife and kids. So I spend as much time with them as I can before heading out to the stadium. Yeah, because we got to be there an hour and a half before anybody. And it's just right now, it's just a little too hot to be tailgating right now. Like I don't drink. In the first place, like I, I mean, I will on occasion, but like, <sighs> I will throw out if you guys see us walking through the parking lot, stop us. Yeah, stop us. We'll gladly stop and, and talk with you guys and hang out and stuff. But. Yeah, yeah. I tailgate with my family. Same. My family, we, you know, ever since United came here and developed a, for the love of soccer for the whole community, like it brought my family closer, and I really like that. So ever since we've been tailgating and we've done our own thing. Where do you tailgate though? At the Lobo parking lot. Okay. Yeah. So you you guys gotta tell us where you're at, and so we can find you. <laughs> yeah. Like because I, I mean, if I had time, I'll I'll stop by. And, yeah. And say hello. Yeah, and this is Chris. Like. I want to get out to those tailgates. Typically, match day is like, I mean, this last match day, I, I had plans to do that, but having been out of the house at 6 and then going to uh, going to the women's soccer match, as I was leaving that, I started seeing the tailgate being set up. I just, I really needed to go home and just chill out for a couple hours, but I really do want to come out to a tailgate. Um, a lot of it with me is just, Putting everything in a box next to the door uh, the day before, so I'm I'm ready to go, and then getting out there to actually hang out with you guys, because um, that is definitely a priority for me is to get out there and eventually to get us all out there whenever we can, whether it's once or, you know, whether it's a few of us or, or all of us, but definitely trying to to definitely uh, hang out in the community because if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be doing this. Alright, so three more. Uh, Stephanie, our good loyal fan from California, San Jose area. She's like, guys, I was watching the San Antonio game. I saw they were out 2 nothing. started getting nervous. Um, then they drew at the end of the day. That means, in my opinion, that they can't close out games. This is the United's opportunity to show what we're made of and move ahead in the standings. San Antonio is a very beatable team, in my opinion. We did it in Albuquerque and Cinco de Mayo. Let's get that 3-0 win 
and let's wipe the floor with them because right now they just can't close out games and they're having a very difficult time. They had a problem with Sacramento when I saw them play up here. So I think that this could happen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we talked about it uh, earlier. Uh, we put on our predictions. I mean, San Antonio is very beatable. They are below the playoff line currently. You know, we've got a lot of matches coming. We've got to take advantage of it. Uh, these teams that are below us in the standings. Mm-hmm. All right, these two I had to say for last because they're very one – was, one is very cool and the other one is very serious. So we'll save the serious one for last. Um, oh, man. The cool one is Emilio. Emilio's back. Emilio. He Emilio. Said, hey, guys, I got my tickets in the burn this past weekend. Josh, I'm super glad that you brought up that you're with the Lobo Hockey Network. They were actually at the game. I sat right next to them in the grass. I talked to Coach Grant Harvey and the players. Super cool that those guys came out to support the United uh, they said that they're not into soccer, but they came out here to support the team. Um, I will be definitely hitting up a local hockey game this year to support those guys. But do you think it would be cool to see more teams around the city come out to the United and support them? I know we saw the women's soccer team was there, but maybe like when the season, when the high school soccer season starts up, have like a APS night where all the teams are out there and we honor them. Yeah, I think it would be cool. I mean, the, the greater their community and involvement, the better. I mean, it's going to be that way. As long as the fan support's there, it's good. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. So the last yeah. one, Chris, I, I think you mentioned this. Um, they must have saw it as well. This is from Anonymous. Guys, I saw it on Reddit. Um, guys are, or fans are asking for Troy's head um, to be cut from the program. Um, how do you guys feel about this? Uh, to me, it's a low blow um, to coach. Um, I think he's doing a wonderful job. He's a first-year coach. Give him some slack, you know. You're not going to get uh, Nick Saban. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't even say that word. Nick Saban. You're not going to get Nick Saban over to New Mexico and have a championship year. It's just not going to happen. Troy's doing a wonderful job. I think what he's done with this team and this community has brought us together, and I think that he's the right man for the job. You just can't cut a man after a year. I can see it if he was, like, the bottom feeder of the league, but right now he is still in playoff position. Whoever wrote that on Reddit is a, <laughs> a twit. Never heard that one before. Um, <laughs> but what do you guys think about that comment made? I know I don't know if you guys saw it, um, but I personally think that that person's out of line, and I don't think Troy's going to go anywhere for about three or four years unless he gets a professional job. So anonymous, I don't know if you're listening live or not, but you know I I, I so I am one of the moderators of the New Mexico United subreddit. I've mentioned it on, on the show before, so I did see that, and I put it in our in our show Slack. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't agree with that with that comment at all. I mean, first year expansion club, or in the playoff hunt, we made it to the, the semifinals of the, the quarterfinals, quarterfinals semifinals of the U.S. Open Cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had a fantastic year so far. Yes, our performances have been down over the past couple months. But I think it's way too early to be calling to be to even suggest that. Um, you've got to give them time, you know. I know Troy's already, you know, planning, you know, making plans for next year. You know, that, you know, they know that they have an idea of what they want to do. He knows the kind of players he wants to bring in. <coughs> I mean, you just you can't make that sort of analysis. You know, two thirds of the way into an inaugural season, you just can't. Um, they, they kind of responded back, and they are listening live. Okay. Oh, nice, um, nice, nice. He said that um, 
I think what it is is I think a lot of people are frustrated with the draws. We, we're at 10 right now. Yeah. Um, that hurts in a lot of ways, and I think that's what they're getting upset about. Um, but I know, I agree with you, Seth. I think that that shouldn't have been said. Whoever this fan is must have had too many White Claws because they're, just, <laughs> they're, they're wow. just out of it right now. But I don't agree with this. I think Troy's doing a magnificent job. Um, like I told you guys earlier in the text, and I think if we were in the bottom feeders, maybe it's something to bring up about his possible future, but you can't just get rid of a man after a year, especially what he's done for this team. Yeah. And, and I'm going to agree with, with them. Like, that, but that's, see, I don't like being a, a New Mexico sports fan for this reason. We see it in any sport. How many, I mean, we had Loxley here. We had, um, now we have, oh, shoot, I forgot the football coach's name. Bob Dean. Lobo fans in particular, I'm calling them out because we have one losing season and they're already calling for the man's head. Yeah. Like, basketball is the same way. We have one losing season, people want the head of the coach. And it's just like, Troy has done just an amazing job here. I think he's got these guys where he wants them. Is he going to make mistakes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Every coach makes mistakes. Like in the press conference, he was saying, you know, someone asked him, the PKs, is that his choice or is that the player's choice? He let Weehan kick the, the one PK that we did miss. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was doing it to build the guy's confidence. He was having a bad game. Unfortunately, it took a turn for the worse, and Weehan missed it. But I think what he was trying to do was trying to build confidence out of Weehan and get his morale up and try to yeah. get him pumped. And then you, you saw it right away. Kevon was the next one to take the, the PK, and I think that was a good choice. But he's human. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to make the wrong call. No coaches make the greatest call ever. Mm-hmm. Right, Chris? Saban doesn't make the... The correct call all the time. I mean, well, it's not Saban that has to make the call all the time. He's got coaches backing him, and everyone trusts the process. Um, but with uh, Coach Troy, I mean, he told us in the press conference that there is a particular order that they go by. So this wasn't any guesswork. There's an order that he went by. Perception to the people, to the fans, is that oh, you missed the first one. Now we're going to put someone else in, but that's not what it was. Troy has an order, and that's what he was executing. I, mean, I get that the draws are frustrating. They're, you know, it's like if you're a Dodger fan, you just lost two out of three to the Braves. <laughs> you know, it's frustrating. You know, it's frustrating for us when our Premier League clubs don't perform the way that, oh. they, that we want them to. I mean, yes, we have ten draws. Six of those draws are against teams in the playoff that are squarely in the top half of the table right now. So you can't be disappointed about that. Well, I mean, you can, but we're still take, we're taking points off of clubs in the top half of the standings. So that's a positive. Have we just think if we had lost those six matches instead of getting those draws? I mean, look, be upset if Phoenix Rising pulls Didier Drogba out of retirement, like Atlanta Hawks pulled out Dominic Wilkins. I mean, just be upset about that. Or what? Or Vince or Vince Carter, right? Or we didn't. Philadelphia Eagles pulling out uh, Josh, Josh McCown. McCown. <laughs> yeah, yeah be, be, be upset about that kind of stuff. But. All right, guys, that's it. All right, that's going to do it for our full-time fan Q&A brought to you, of course, by Roadrunner Law Firm. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back after these words from Roadrunner Law Firm.
Where's the call, ref? Yeah, that should have been. They just never seem to get it right. <sighs> and the game continues. If you have been hurt or injured by someone. Where's the call, ref? Yeah, that should have been a yellow. They just never seem to get it right. <sighs> and the game continues. If you have been hurt or injured by someone, you deserve the right call. Roadrunner Law Firm specializes in personal injury cases and wants you to get the right call. Raise up a yellow card if you've lost a loved one due to wrongful death, been in a car or motorcycle accident, been hurt by a drunk driver, or been hurt due to negligence of others. If the right call was not made, we'd like to hear from you. For more information, visit our website at www.roadrunnerlaw.com or make the call to Roadrunner Law Firm at Welcome back to We Are Seeking Strength Podcast. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris. I am going home. <laughs> Josh is having some issues over here tonight. But uh, it's all right. The show's almost done. We, got a couple, we only got a couple minutes left. I mean, you know, Chris, you and I put down a number of different things that we're going to try to get to tonight. I don't know if we're going to get through all of them, but the first thing I want to bring up, I, I was going to bring up Campy on this cup. We you know Atlanta United won. We're going to talk about the VAR. I think they did a good job of it. I mean, anyone disagree with that? I think it was done well. They had one call that was correctly overturned. Mm-hmm. Uh, goal was disallowed against Atlanta. And then, of course, there was a VAR that was poor where Pity Martinez was fouled clearly in the box. But they didn't call it. They didn't even review it. So, I mean, good and bad. I mean, is the, is the uh, verdict. Is the jury still out on VAR? I mean, you know. It's got its purpose, but then it's like, just let the game be played. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. But yeah. Um, yeah, we were talking about Premier League earlier, and I did want to bring it up, but I forgot. Uh, the Manchester City and Tottenham. Tottenham. Yeah. yeah. It was a VAR that cost City the game. Yeah. It, was, it was a draw, so, you know. And I think there's a lot of talk of possibly going back and looking at the laws of the game because of that. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that actually should have been ruled a handball or not. So, I don't know. Good things and bad coming out of VAR still not a perfect system because it's still run by humans. Mm. So, you know, take it or leave it. Hopefully USL will get it one day to help alleviate some of these poor refereeing decisions that we keep seeing week in and week out. Um, news, lots of new clubs coming out. There's a new club, uh, East Bay out in San Francisco. Uh, San Diego, I think they're 1904 or so, something along those lines as far as their club name. Uh, Penn FC and Rochester Rhinos are coming back next season. Um, but the one that really stood out to me is the new Omaha USL club. Oh, yeah, they announced that back in May, right? They announced this club, and they put, there's a, there have been some filings that show possible club names. And I don't know really? if you guys looked at this. Yeah. Uh, so I put this out in our, in, our, in our group chat. Nice. And so some of the names they have out there right now, AC Omaha, Union Omaha, and Omaha Booming Soccer Club. Don't do that. Oh, yeah, don't do that one. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Can we get Peyton Manning up in here? 
Why? Omaha, come on now. Like, yeah, there you go. Can you imagine Peyton Manning being out there for one of the games? <laughs> and he's just like chanting, Omaha, Omaha. Come on now. <laughs> I'll go with that. I'll go with that. But, so, yeah, USL Omaha, please. No, no Omaha booming. I mean, there's already a club called the Bug Eaters, which I think is awesome. Dude, I rock a but Bug Eaters hat. Did you, where'd you find those? Did you find those under, like, uh, USPTO? Like, uh, under the patent and trademarks? Let me pull up the image here. Um, he said, is it true that St. Louis is getting an MLS St. club? St. Louis is getting an MLS club. I, uh, from what I've read, it's, uh, it is not associated with St. Louis FC. So mm-hmm. they have two clubs out there competing. Um, like Austin? Yeah, like Austin. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, it looks like this is, uh, yeah, these are registered trademarks. Mm. So... I mean, United has NMUFC out there as well. Yeah. And then New Mexico, United 18. They have two different trademarks. Well, I think that's just preparation for possible future expansion, you know, if, should the club decide to go that route. But, yeah, I mean, Omaha booming. No, don't do that. You can't do that. I mean, something, I mean, obviously they can't do corn huskers, right? Because that's, that's taken there. Probably. Could. I mean, you could probably do, like, huskers or something, but I don't know. It just just no Omaha booming. Like, it's just so it's such a bad name. Yeah. Um, in case you haven't been to the USL website this week, they are uh, pushing USL Supporters Week. Um, they are doing a number of different fan votes um, regarding over different things. There's a uh, Tifos, the Section Two Hundred Five. Got their uh, a freighter. Be afraid. Mm-hmm. A freighter is that? Be, be a freighter. Yeah. Be a freighter. Tifo it was leading the vote earlier today. Um, theme night please do not vote for dollar beer night they have it 18 times a year <laughs> get out there and you can vote uh, for meow wolf night that's up there um, then Albuquerque is also on the city to visit vote I believe it was leading last time I saw it so get out there uh, do your votes um, and really I don't know so I saw talk about this too um, on reddit so Curse and Durrell Motors went in and they created some shirts and I believe there was a there might have been a scarf as well I don't know if yeah I talked that. to David Carl I got a little something but go ahead and so it's about anti-racism you know has all these anti-racism anti-fascism slogans on it um, basically saying you know, be better I think it's a great thing that they did it however you can't out there showing these things these types of Banners, uh, I'm sorry, scarves and T-shirts, and wearing it, and still have the chant. We all know what chant. I don't think it's. it's, I don't think it's the curse. I'm not. I'm not. So I made this. I made this comment on Reddit. I'm not blaming anybody, but from where we sit in the press box, it sounds like it's. It's coming from that side of the stadium. That's where it's coming from. Again, I'm not blaming the curse. I'm not blaming any particular individual. If you're going to do anti-racism, anti-fascism, why not include anti-homophobia? Well, because I... Okay, so I agree with you on that. And I, I think that... You go online as much as we do, and they address it so often, right? Um, I know it's not coming from them. And I know what they're, what they're doing is they're obviously backing... What is the bigger message out there? Um, yeah, sure. Do anti-homophobia. Do anti-everything that matters, right? And there probably is another uh, organization that does that scarf, too. 
you know so get those too um so definitely do agree with you on that uh the chant is out there we've heard it i heard it and i even asked folks sitting next to me like is that what i think that was they're like it is and you know it's we've got to be better as a fan base it you know it's to the point where i think that what you want to do i mean just to be frank about it is you you want to take away someone else's free will put tape on their mouth be like hey you can't say anything if i don't care about what you say and i mean you know we're at the point where it's like that's it really does seem like a defeating thing like i mean there just is going to be a percentile of people that are going to say things that we don't like and do we have to necessarily agree with it we don't um can we force them to not say it no can we can we have folks like in on the scene trolling the crowds and saying, oh he said it let's let's execute like let's get him out of there sure they could do that you know maybe they will um but what i what i want to focus on uh more on this topic is i I did talk to david carl um the president of the curse before we got on the show tonight and and he had some things that were really important to say and i wanted to put those out there um you know basically this the conversation was that you know, they find it important to support community organizations, right? They are one, obviously, Seek and Strike. You know, what we do, we, we're looking to bring people together. You know, um, you know, they want to obviously unite and speak out when a message is attacking the community, right? When, the, when there is something that's attacking within the community. Um, they have a responsibility to speak out against it, and that's what they did. They took action. Okay, they got the scarves from a company in Detroit, um, and the proceeds for that go to ACLU and Southern Poverty Law, and obviously they're focused on fighting racism and, and fascism and such. Um, so the scarves, they got that, and there isn't any profit being made off of that. It's just going to those organizations, so they got the scarves. The t-shirts they made, they're just giving those away. They weren't selling those. So Dural Motors partnered with The Curse, and they basically created these shirts, um, the biggest thing with the curse and what you're probably going to see when it comes to next season is that they want to be more involved in community service things like the scarves, the t-shirts you saw. I mean, they just did a blood drive for El Paso. They did a drive for Casa Q for Pride. Um, and so they're looking to ultimately create kind of a community service um, chair and, you know, just people to get involved with community service, be able to raise money for charities and be able to help people in their actual community. So. You definitely can look forward to what they're going to do next season, and that's to be more community-driven and, and just more people-focused. So, and I support that. So, mm-hmm. you know, with that chat that is coming from that side of the stadium, it's a very iffy topic to talk about. It is with anybody and online and online. I've seen it, and it's just a never-ending argument. And from where I come from, they do use it over there in Mexico games, at the big games with Liga MX. And they're trying to stop it. They did find the team because of the fans saying that. But did the fans stop? No, they didn't. Now they're trying to encourage, encouraging them to say um, Mexico. And are they doing that? No, they're not. And Honestly, I think it's not going to stop. It's like a little kid. You tell them to stop, and they're going to keep doing it more and more and more. So I don't think there's going to be a definite stop to it. And if you go out there and 
um, have somebody monitor to see who's saying it, it's impossible because there's so many people saying it. You just can't um, pick and choose because if you start picking and choosing, it's going to start a fight. And I don't think anybody wants that in the stadium. Yeah, you know, I'm not, you know, we can't disagree with that. No one wants to start a fight or anything like that. I think it's, it comes down to the supporters mm-hmm. policing themselves, saying you know, this is not a good look for the club. This is not a good look for the fan base. We, have to, we as a fan base have to stop. Well, we, the worst part is you got kids in that section. Yes. And now they're going to be at soccer games because kids repeat anything that you say. Oh, yeah. They're going to be at their own soccer games now, and they're going to be on this. Kids on the sideline are going to, oh, their goalie's setting up, and you're going to hear, oh, then that word. Yeah. Yeah. And the parents are going to be like, where did they get that from? Right. He well, he went to a United game last week. Oh, well, I guess we're not going to United games anymore. Yeah, I mean, I took my I took my three kids out a couple weeks ago, and you know, fortunately, where we were, I didn't really hear it that night. But, yeah, I mean, my, my four-year-old, he repeats, he picks up on everything. He repeats everything that's said. You know, my, my seven-year-old, what does that mean? What, what are they saying? You know, it, yeah, it's, like I said, we just, we as a fan base have to be better. Yeah. We, you know, just cut the beer. Just cut the alcohol. I mean, we already, we already cut it off at 75 minutes, so I don't think, I don't think that's it. Uh, yeah, no, it's not it. It's even people, you know, young, younger than, than me that are sitting in front of me that are yelling that. And I see it, and I'm like, okay, like how I said earlier, I see it for where you're coming from. I know that from what you say, you do not mean it that way. But with other people, they don't know. They're going to take it the wrong way. And you don't want to be known as somebody who says that, but knowing yourself that, well, I didn't mean it that way. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't think it's going to stop. It's going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't stop it. But yeah. we can do our best to Minimum. encourage people to do not say it. Yeah. Say something else or just not yep. say it. I mean, we. You know, come up with a different chant. Come up with, you know, do something funny. Like, yeah, at least a uh, turkey or something like that. Like, do something funny. Like, <laughs> make it where everybody can say it. Yeah. If you want to, you know, get in the goalie's head. That's why I'm like, you know, I love. That's why I love going to hockey games because they do. Like the the fans get in the goalie's head. Like, I like how we do the chant. You can't do that. Like, like, <laughs> like something like that, or like just say something like. You know, goalie's got a big butt or something like just something yeah. that just can get this whole community involved in it and make it fun. Or when they say when they kick it, you go United, chant United or something like that. Just something to yeah. other than that word. Other than that word, soccer is a global sport. It's supposed to unite people, but when you have groups of people saying racist or homophobic or you know, derogatory things no matter where you are in the world because we know it's a problem over in Europe too and they're, they're dealing with it there as well mm-hmm. soccer supposed to unite folks chants like this they don't so I mean I know we're kind of closing out on kind of a, a down note but you know we've got it's a serious topic and it needs to be discussed I agree you know so alright I think that's going to do it for us here tonight you know for uh, thank you to everyone for listening in. 
you know, our show, of course, would not be possible without our sponsors. Uh, big thank you to both Doral Motors and Roadrunner Law Firm for their continued support of everything that we're doing. Uh, and of course, we are always interested in teaming up with other businesses who are interested in supporting what we're doing at Seek and Strike and being involved in the community at large. If you would like to talk sponsorship with us, uh, please email us at seekandstrikecollective at gmail.com. Listen to all our previous episodes of We Are Seek and Strike podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also on Google Podcasts and CastBox. If you hear something you like, please consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. We thrive from feedback. Please leave us a review and a star rating. For all of our Seek and Strike Collective social media tags, check out our website at seekandstrikecollective.com. All righty, guys. That's going to wrap it up for us here at We Are Seek and Strike. Thank you guys for tuning in. Chris, please be safe out there in San Antonio, man. We'll see you when you get back because you are not going to be here on Monday. So I will be on the line. Yes, but you'll get me, Alicia, Chris, or Seth will be here. Seth, you ready to run the show with me next week? Let's do it. You ready to run the show with me? We'll, we'll have fun without Chris. Oh, yeah. No All more right. bad jokes. <laughs> oh, shoot. All righty, guys. You guys take care of yourselves. We'll see you next Monday right here on We Are Secret Strike. Take care, everybody.